Welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks as always to our supporting partner, Aura. Now, my guest this week is Sean John. Sean is Chief Technology Officer at NCC Group, responsible for the intelligence, insight, and innovation within the company. Now, Sean's worked in cybersecurity for 25 years across strategy, business risks, privacy, and technology. Now, a fellow of the UK Chartered Institute of Information Security, Chair of the Tech UK Cybersecurity Committee, and Council Member for the Engineering and Physical Sciences Council. My goodness me, how on earth is the time to do the day job? Uh, Sean was awarded an MBE in the Queen's 2018 Honours List for Services to Cybersecurity. That is the short version. Uh, Sean, welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, good, good, glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, my goodness me, I, uh, I mentioned this to a few of my guests, but I do sort of Google and, and have a look at people's CVs and the amount of committees uh, comments that you clearly get asked for in the press, as well as a huge day job. I uh, I thank you for finding uh, time to uh, to talk to me today, for sure. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, I, I don't, they don't take as much time as it implies with the really long, long list of them. So, and the day job does come first, but you know, it does mean you get some interesting insights into the way different people are thinking about the challenges that we face today. So. Yeah, very very modest. Now, before we get going, for those that don't know NCC groups, I have to say. It's one of those organisations that is huge and everywhere, but people maybe don't know everything about the business. Give give me the overview of, of what it is and what it does. So NTC Group, really strong, long-standing cybersecurity services company. Um, we do a lot of technical assurance of services for people. So go in and, and look at the technology, make sure that it's, it's up to see whether we can break in and, and see if it's secure or not. Um, doing everything from hardware to... Uh, to web applications, to mobile, to software, right the way through to now AI as well. So we'll do like testing it, but we also do consulting and implementation, helping people to make the best use of it, uh, manage services for people, and then finally actually looking at you know if, if, if digital forensics and incident response people when they have challenges. So really broad services company helping to make the world a safer place. And in terms of sectors or government or private i mean is it focused in any area are you happy to talk to anybody how, how broad's the reach so we, we we are happy to talk to everybody but we have been really strongly focusing on building up our our vertical uh alignment whereas historically we'd have just gone you know we're, we're great we could talk to everybody we still do that but we now have a really strong industry alignment we're building to allow us to get really really deep into understanding the particular challenges that an industry has alongside those so yes put that some of those verticals we have yes public sector financial services manufacturing transport and a very important one for the for us in there is retail so Fantastic. really understanding those challenges yeah and, and again i guess it makes it more focused when you put those verticals into place to have those conversations so um but i have to say just i'm interested um just going back to you for a moment and your background i see you get quoted quite a bit were you always interested in the in these dark arts of technology and cyber? So way back when, um, you know, peering out of the classroom, did did you have sort of visions of, uh, uh, of understanding all of the technology? I mean, has that thread always been there or did you stumble into it? Well, technology's always been there since I was little. So my dad was a maths lecturer and maths used to do computing back in the day because there was no such thing as computing for schools. So you bring things home to prepare. He's a maths lecturer that taught teachers maths. So uh, 
he brought these things home to practice and I used to play on them. And so we had a BBC B in the house. It wasn't ours. It belonged to the college, but, you know, I'd play on that. Yeah. But cyber, no, because cyber didn't exist when I was young. It's a, it's a, it's a reasonably new name. Um, but, yeah, I got into that uh, when I was actually the Houses of Parliament doing IT and worked out that there were some vulnerabilities in some systems. And so it's not in, not it's not just about building them. It's about making sure that they're secure. And can't be compromised and and there's some unique challenges from doing it in an environment where you've got 659 people who are effectively independent companies or working in your organization or got fairly strong egos uh, and uh, uh, and and you have lots of different people coming in and out and so yeah thinking about how you can protect what you're doing as well as building it became very important to me but yeah so tech's always been of interest but I do have a broad range of interests around that as well. So, if, if you can quote cope with, you know, north of six hundred and fifty people that have all got an opinion that their way is the right way uh, and navigate that, I guess uh, you know thousands of people in a in a commercial organisation. It seems yeah. easy by comparison, uh, uh, and it's an opinion without necessarily being an expert in technology. So, there you go, <laughs> so, expert in anything. Anyway, there you yeah. go, another conversation. So, um, just going to sort of you know your role, if you like. So. You sit down in the morning, open the laptop. What what does your day to day look like? So for me, it's really like supporting the business to think about how do we best invest and grow our business to do the best that we can do. So that's both from the point of view of new offerings and services to help our customers and clients and and you know bring more revenue, but also helping our people to think about what we can do to, to grow and develop and thinking about the industry as a whole, all of which really helps you know, our clients in the end. So it's things like uh, in my team, I have threat intelligence who do a lot of the understanding what the threats out there, what the bad guys are doing, even looking at the exposure of individuals in organizations. Then we've got research who will actually go, let's look at the, what, what the meaning of some new emerging technology that might be. And then, effectively product managers who are, are going right so the services that we're offering to our clients are they the right things that we need that are going to help us to help our clients and then you know obviously help us deliver a successful business for people so for me it's always coming back to that how, how do we do the right thing by our clients how do we make sure that we've got the right offerings for them but then also how do we make sure that we've got an environment that's a great place for our people to come and work and do do the best that they can I mean, my goodness me, what, what a broad breadth of, of subjects. I can imagine some days it's hard to know where to start. And, and and in terms of sort of where to start, and one of the questions that I want to talk to you about and that we get asked most often within retail risk is is, is this thing about AI and, and what's going on with it. And I guess first off, I'm not sure it's even possible. We, we hear AI in the press and on the news and it's going to take over the world and the Terminator movies have predicted the, the future and, and all these kind of things. But how would you define it? We used to have this term machine learning a few years ago, and I just about got my head around that. And now we hear AI. I mean, for the first instance, what is it? Yeah, I want to start with a joke that was actually chose, told to me by a, C a chief information security officer uh, that I liked. So I've repeated it a lot. So what's the difference between machine learning and AI? Uh, and so machine learning exists in Python, which is a programming language, and AI exists in PowerPoint. <laughs> so, so, uh, and it's not quite like that but there, there is to a large extent so you know, well, when we talk about AI the tendency is to think Terminator and smart machines 
it, it's not. So, so things like generative AI and large language models, it is still data analytics at scale and machine learning at scale. It is just able to appear and engage more at a, at a more easy level with people. So, so we're not yet at the Terminator level, we are, but we are at the fact of smart tools that can help to engage and work with people. And you know, some people talk about replacing the human, but actually where you think about where it is at the moment, the real strength is in, is in augmenting the human. So it's like human augmentation. So you could do so much, but actually there's certain insights that you can get from running a good AI model. There's maybe some automation of processes that you can do with things like large language models. There's maybe a gap you can bridge between your human level of talking and the way that computers want to work. So it's, it's a whole lot of a tool set rather than one particular particular thing and so the yeah, thing that we we talk about at uh, NTC group is that we're you know a, a people-powered tech-enabled business so the technology is there to help the people do the right thing and you know think about that in 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 a retail context it could be things like you know making your 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 your, your supply chain process more efficient making your ordering more efficient maybe getting some insights into which flavor of pop tarts are, are most professional you know most successful to sell or, or whatever it might be and it is actually a lot of individual different applications rather than the one big one in most cases at this point but uh, and i do sense that that joke is going to continue its uh its its circulation i think that sums it up great so so as a retailer and and where we come at this is you know we particularly you know, i talk to risk directors and uh, and and people who are being challenged you know, they've been asked to go to the board and explain as a retailer, what do I need to know right now? So if I was trying to educate myself, what 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 do I need to be aware of? Because there is, I mean, like you say, I mean, it's you, you're so right. It's on PowerPoint, it's on press and it's all, you know, it's all the sort of the scaremongering and people trying to get traction and consultants trying to sort of, you know, bully people into engaging them to learn all about air. But what do I actually need to know yeah and the, the challenge is in in thinking about that is because it is very different ai in terms of the way that you do risk managers so you're a risk somebody who does risk the actual process you know you, you have a probability of what will happen the likelihood of this happening if something fails one of the things that's hardest to get around from that perspective in ai machine learning is we could predict what will happen if it if it's right but if it makes an error or hallucinates us chat gpt likes to do to make it sound less bad than error if it makes an error it's quite hard to predict what that error will be because it's all about the way that analytics works and the engagements so we have to think a little bit different about research but about the risk sorry not research but but i think the core comes back from a risk perspective though if you start thinking about what are the business challenges we need to solve we need to solve what are the things we've got engaged are there certain things where automation could come with that some opportunities where actually if i could actually have a model that could that could pause this and work out what we're doing or you know whether it's a, a an ai chatbot maybe to to talk with or annoy my customers depending on how you feel <laughs> um but those those sort of things you think well, i start the business course right so what's the opportunity that comes with that and what's the threat that goes wrong and when you think about that with with ai and machine learning it's like how do I model that threat and opportunity? So, yes, you will get a chase by a lot of consultants, but that's because at the moment it is a very specialist skill set. So we've got people that have been doing 
de-research into this and we're thinking about how to do the analytics and how to do the risk modeling and it is an evolution from the way we used to do it before and so there's a case of you could learn how to do that or you could go actually this is the business use case i need these are the principles i need here's the attributes i need of a solution and then i'm then i'm going into if i do need to engage a third party to help me do that risk management process i've got a very clear here's the outcome I want to need. And so that's something that I think risk managers are very experienced at doing, even if you're not experienced at the AI technology. So it's going back to that, what's the business risk, what's the business outcome and what might be the threat? And then those consultants that are chasing you, you go, well, actually, this is what I need you to do in terms of thinking about it. But there is, there is a lot of AI is the solution, what's the problem going on? And I think it comes back to, what are the big challenges we've got that we've got gaps in that we could be thinking about how it how AI could fit into that and help us to accelerate our business? And and do you think it's actually reached the point? So, yeah, as a as a retailer or brand, I can actually use it other than annoying my customers on a on a, on a chat. Is it is it is it evolved enough that it can bring business benefit? Yeah, well, I think I think that is the so we obviously there's been a lot of everyone acts. Chat GPT was one of those tipping points, wasn't it? So. Yeah. This is not like it's come out of nowhere. There's been a development going on, but it was sitting there in particular areas and people maybe like machine learning being used. And then the chat GPT releasing just was that tipping point where, oh, wow, it suddenly got to the point of being usable. And then there's things like then, you know, open AI uh, uh, services you can build on top of it. Bing, no, I shouldn't call it Bing chat. It's Microsoft Copilot now, isn't it? Um, and the Google solution, Google Bard, et cetera. So there's all these different solutions out there. And what they actually have got that, that chance is maybe to build the AI chatbots. They can deal with a slightly more complex, if we're going chatbots, but this is so much more than chatbots. But if we are going chatbots, the old ones you had were basically, um, you know, process flow ones, which could deal with certain levels of process flow. Whereas actually, with some large language models, you could start to learn what might happen, learn what the chats are, but also even actually think about when people ask this question and you get this response, where does that send them? And does that send them to a nice place? Or actually from the analytics perspective, is there a way that I can drive the right behavior in my customers and clients, get more success, more insight. And actually ironically for retail, it's probably one of the, I think probably more uh, financially restricted in what they can do with, uh, AI than other areas but actually probably there's more people with the right sort of behavioral analytics background thinking about you know uh, I, I hate to use the word sentiment analysis because no one everyone says that sentiment analysis isn't really that great but that thinking about you know analytics of behavior and, and how people work that's that's I think a long-standing thing in retail in terms of thinking about how do I model you know, putting and I've made the joke about pop tarts because I think it was in 2005 or something like that that Walmart did the thing where they did some analysis of in a in a hurricane what did people go for and it was pop tarts and batteries and they're like well we could worry why that is but actually what we could just do is make sure we've got lots of pop tarts and batteries and and so so what when it comes to this the really great thing is I think that the big use case is thinking about what is the analytics, what's the insight, how do I drive the behavior? And that's where there is a lot of expertise in retail that isn't there in, in some of the other industries. So yeah, there is in manufacturing or financial services, it's probably more, apart from fraud in financial services, 
in actual the production it's in, in manufacturing in particular it's more how do i make the production the widget more efficient whereas in retail it's like how do i nudge the right behavior that i want in my customers and actually so with a large language model you can do that on analytics you can have it learn the behavior from people and then actually gradually get better and stronger at giving that good customer service the challenge is making sure you've got transparency over your model you've got the right privacy and security protection and and you don't creep people out it's, it's a really long answer i'm giving here but but this is the thing i used to say about the gdpr that i would summarize the gdpr as don't be creepy and when it comes to implementing ai it's how do i get the best best analytics the large language models the use case without being creepy and a great analogy because you're right there is so many customers such volume with a vast amount of data and if you can take that and just turn the screw half a turn to give you a better experience and me a better experience without freaking me out how in the, in the way that sometimes alexa does or social media does with the adverts that pop up you go i was talking about that 30 seconds ago you're right it's it's not be creepy in that and uh i think i think you know you know not wanting to go back to ai in a powerpoint but but that joke followed by not be creepy, that's almost certainly going to appear in a few boardroom presentations <laughs> when they're talking about AI in the coming months, for sure, because that really sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, and that and that's really the focus of a business like NTC Group is to come in and help with the risk, the profile, the technical thing to help you think about how do I design this in a way that gives me the benefit? How do I do that in a way that protects the security of my organisation, the security of the customers and the privacy of my customers? Yeah, perfect. Maybe a new strap line for NCC Group as well. Don't is, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think my marketing team will like that. No, I, I think probably probably <laughs> wise as well. So, so there's there's all these upsides, and I get why people are looking at it. But you know, we hear about uh, you know the the bad uh, girls and guys and things that they can do. What are the main risks around AI? You know, we hear about you know, all these sort of voice cloning that might be going on and risks and this and that. Yeah, but in reality at the moment what what are the main risks that uh, that we need to be aware of so, so th i mean they they and, and when i say ai i'm going to include machine learning in here so it's effectively it's already been happening for a while but effectively there's things like trying to get into security software there's a whole uh, train of back and forth between the people that make the security software and the attackers so there's machine learning built into pretty much every endpoint security tool that you get nowadays and then there's attackers trying to break that the whole time and there's a whole back and forth around it. Things like phishing. Um, so it, 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 it took a large language models help phishing to get better. Phishing has already been getting better because of people getting more commercial people engaged in it and working with it. But then also in things like part of the phishing is things like creating um, clones. So say creating a clone of a major retailer to say, come here and, and log into this, this bank. And there's a whole, we use machine learning and AI to detect that phishing email, and then the attackers use machine learning and AI to work out how they're going to break through that detections of things like using lots of micro pictures and things like that. But then also the other danger is if you start to use AI and machine learning, uh, somebody thinking about how do they gain that? How do they gain the system? How do they manipulate your outcome? How, yeah, and when you don't have like, say, transparency in testing the model, how do I? play your model to get the outcome that gives me an advantage, whether that is sharing with me data you shouldn't share or giving me a discount you, you didn't want to, to give. So there's a few things, it's sort of like data manipulation, 
um, looking at, yes, phishing and fraud being a key part of, of the use case of it. But then also, yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of interest is as people start to use these models, can I actually gain them to, to get an extra foothold? As with any new technology, there's an advantage and an opportunity that comes to you, but there's an advantage and an opportunity that comes to the people that want to use it for nefarious reasons. So they will always look to to manipulate and deal with it. And there's a lot more technical things around it, but I'm going to try and avoid going technical uh, on the call today. So. So, so other than call yeah, NCC group, you know, what's the main thing a retailer can do to both educate and protect themselves? I mean, I get the impression this is probably an area that you need an expert to, to commentate on, but have we reached the point where people are hiring their own in-house expert, if you like, or is it really that sort of niche specialist area at the minute? But there are some that are doing it, that are hiring their own in-house. I'll, I'll be honest, they tend to be people that are building, you know, big use cases around it. I, th I think there are some retailers that have got their own AI team that effectively were the data science team that are evolving into that. Uh, so it depends from organisation to organisation. There's a lot in financial services because they've been doing, they've been doing this, into, particularly in investment banking, you know, that, that runs on algorithms and machine learning so you've got lots of specialists sitting there so we are beginning to see it but it's still it's an emerging environment but whether you're an expert in or not whether you're big enough to have your own team or not what what you can do is start with what's my use case so a lot as with a lot of new technology is a thing when you get a new technology yes you get bad guys that are interested in it but you also get new and shiny and the board going yes we need to do this because it's new and shiny you 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 could actually very quickly Right, you don't have to go off and learn Python or get advanced data scientists type work to be able to think about, well, what are the use cases? What would be the problems that I would try to solve? What opportunities does that bring and what threats? You can do that from a from a business perspective, a risk management perspective, without you know needing to be an AI expert, although having some available allows you to think about what is the art of the possible, what is the risk, and, and what should I, I be doing in that approach. But every business should start with the what are the business problems that I have? What could the machine learning or AI tool do? And how will that help that achieve me that business problem? Or is there a new innovation that I can do with it in terms of a new market? You know, let's, let's try and avoid the innovator's dilemma of just evolving what you're currently doing. Is there a new market or a new area you could get into? And that is a business conversation. And then if you do use experts, you pull them in as your consultants in terms of what is the art of the possible, what is the threat, the actual owning, how are we going to use this as a business? Does the opportunity out there throughout the threat, is the risk worth it? Is is actually the um the, the, that that is that is never going to leave the business as making that decision, even if they use third parties to help them do that work. Yeah, I guess whatever the innovation or the technology, that is always the question that the business has to ask yeah. themselves anyway this is just the next the next thing isn't yeah. it landing yeah. so as you sort of look ahead to, to 2024 yeah have we reached the point where every boardroom's asking what do we need about ai is it the number one subject question thing that's happening is it has it got another level to go to where, where do you think it is on the on the sort of barometer and the and the hot scale at the minute i don't know if it's number one but i do think that every board is asking what should we do with ai yeah. I, I think they're also, and I'm glad to say, asking, are we secure? Yeah. So those are probably, I don't know whether they're, where they sit in the list, but I know that both of those will be in the top five of virtually every board now. I'd actually say the 
if your board isn't asking are we secure then they need to be particularly what's happening in in the broader regulatory landscape and engagement and, and the threat profile uh so and that the two of those do go together quite well you know so I, I think it is the case where everyone's asking it as with all new tech and then the key thing is to make sure that you're planning and making the best use of it yeah and and i think you know so we're sat there and I'm, I'm guessing you know we can go to the ncc group website and we can find various case studies information get in contact have a chat is that you know do you welcome that as a starting point people just to touch we, base and go you know we're a little bit lost in in the landscape we do and we when we've got some some good research papers as well that we've written looking at research around the impact of ai on different industries and where things work and also like some threat landscape information that's useful for people. I think that's a, a good start point and actually thinking, and, and there is some stuff in there about, you know, so if I'm going to start looking at AI, what does that mean from a risk perspective? So yes, come to NTC group, but there's also plenty, there's, there's plenty of places you can go look at it. Also, you could reach out to us and, and we can we can support you and at least have someone come in and have a conversation about how would you plan this out? What what would be the sort of things that you might need to do to, to be successful? We've got a really strong, like I say, at the beginning, really strong retail team who are really focused on understanding, you know, what the specific means of this are for retail, which there are some very interesting use cases for. I, I have a sense that this is going to run and run. So around our retail risk shows, we have steering committees around the world. Um, and I actually think I'm right in saying it's in the top three, it's certainly in the top five subjects that, that retailers globally, um, you know, want want covering, want the information on. So I suspect that you're going to be kept busy talking about it. People like yourselves are going to be approached in the foreseeable future. Uh, we spoke before we came on air of your uh, being bombarded across LinkedIn. I don't see that stopping anytime soon as people want to talk to you. But um, I know there's some great resources on your website. I've spoken to quite a few of your team as well, and they uh, they certainly know their stuff. But um, thank you for taking the time to join me today to start to unravel the piece. Uh, feel rest assured that a few of your quotes are going to uh, now appear. Just remember to quote Sean on them, uh, even if you repurpose them, that's the polite thing to do. But for now, thank you so much indeed for taking the time to join me. And I wish you a very successful and no doubt very busy 2024. But for now, Sean, thank you very much indeed. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you.